Pipe Network presents. On this episode of Season 4, Let's Talk. If you really want it, like you're so aware of who you are, what your what your strength is, what you want, um, then it kind of, at the macro, right? Like at the macro, it kind of becomes the pure game of the game of self-domination, the game of managing your mind. Hey folks, welcome back to The Rajiv Show and I'm your host Rajiv Doreswamy and this show aims to help reach out to those who are currently struggling in life and to remind you that life is indeed beautiful when you're inspired to make it your own. Alright folks, welcome back to another new episode. This episode is also an international episode folks. Um, my guest today is from Japan. You know, we're go- like I said, we're going international. And my guest today is Natsune Oke. Natsune, how are you doing? How is everything over there? Yeah, hi. Uh, thank you very much for having me on your show. And I'm doing great. How are you? Uh, I'm, I'm staying productive as much as possible. Uh, for my mm-hmm. listeners, could okay. you give a brief mm-hmm. background about you? Sure. So my name is Natsune Oki. Uh, I'm a host at the Life Up Education TV, and I'm also the author of the book called The Game of Self-Domination. You can find both under lifeupeducationtv.com. And I'm also the startup owner in Tokyo, where I have a business called Foreign Connect, where I help Japanese businesses in the foreign market by connecting them with local, uh, local partners, uh, strategic partnerships. And before this, basically, I uh, I was working as a consultant, a business consultant at the business consulting company for marketing, and I was helping companies to make sales, make marketing, and just you know develop the distribution channels for those. And before that, I um, I was studying uh, business and economics, and I got my degree. I actually maybe I'm going like from vice versa from how I should have started my story. But basically my story um, is that I moved, to, I moved to the United States from Japan, was born and raised in Japan, uh, decided to move when I was in still high school. Um, and I finished my first like a business degree there. And then I took some time off from school and I decided to work for and with lots of entrepreneurs, advisors, Um, investors in a technology area Um, and then from there I decided to pursue degree in economics and ended up like studying both business and economics and then um, there I got that business consulting job and and I worked on that and then after that basically I came back to Japan and I decided to start my own business awesome awesome let's travel back in time uh, with my uh, next question Uh, Yeah. If you and I were high school, uh, who were you yeah. in high school? Uh, basically, if the, the main question is, are you an introverted kind of person? Are you a sports type of person? Are you in the books? Uh, are you the popular mm-hmm. one, or you're the the, fir- the person at the back of the class? You know, you know. Who are you if right. you and I were classmates? Right. No, I think I was super weird kid. Like, 
in a sense that I kind of mentioned this on my uh, bio, but I almost got kicked out from high school. Um, that's because, you know, looking back at my life journey and just my personality in general, I'm, I have always been curious kid and courageous kid. So my fear of not fitting in, which is like a number of fear a lot of high schoolers have, was smaller than my fear of not being authentic to who I was, which was to be curious kid, right? So, you know, to, to your point, I really didn't like the concept of fitting into one group or another group, but another, I was just fluid and curious and true to my curiosity. So it was so weird because I was neither the popular kid nor the nerd kid or whatever. I was look-wise, you know, people kind of noticed me because I was always, I, I always like to present myself in a certain way. Look-wise, like look, looks has been something that I've been passionate about, like for very, from very young age. So people noticed me. However, popular kids wouldn't hang out with me because I was also the kid who read like hundreds of books in a month. Um, so I was the kid who was, you know, looking like, I guess, quote unquote, like a popular sort of look, you know, like, I guess, attention seeker <laughs> looking. I don't know how you want to define it, but um, so I, outside, I looked more like a, you know, popular kid, whatever. But people didn't want to hang out with me because I was, in that sense, I was kind of weird because I read, I read my book and I didn't interact with people. I just liked to learn. Like, so I always had that gap. And sometimes I still kind of people have that label on me just by looking at how I look and then make judgment based on that. Just because, you know, I like, I'm into fashion and like do stuff that's not very particular to mm, people like with my personality. Like people sometimes get confused there. Uh, but that also helps me to be who I am. Like, I cannot convince people to think certain way about me. The only way to show them is I'm, I'm just gonna be who I am, and keep being who I am, and let that action be the material to uh, make other people to decide who I am. You know, and I have no interest in controlling other people's perception. That's very powerful. That's powerful. Since you, you've mentioned. Personality-wise, you know, you, you you don't like to build perception out of people. Uh, you, you don't want to have that uh, perception of people. The next question is connected to uh, who is your greatest motivator? Uh, uh, your top top one, your, your your number one greatest motivator, and why? So, you know. Being surrounded by positive voice is very, very important, I personally believe. I mean, I mean, I guess positive voice is, I don't know if it's a right word, but basically your triggers, your emotional triggers, that's going to make you want to dream, that's going to make you want to push toward your dream, um, like feed your ambition, like that kind of voice is very important. Uh, so I do look for them, but at the end, I also noticed that I'm a very self-motivated person and I think that's one of the skills that you need to have as a leader. You need to have a very high standard. Like at the end of the day, like to the position where 
you can rely on yourself to coming up with the uh, motivations and narratives that's going to push you regardless of whatever the environmental materials you have around you i i know this takes practice and i know this takes work effort to get to this place but i think at the end it's probably the strongest uh motivation sustainable motivation you can have if you are able to eventually get to the point where you ha- you don't need to rely on other people to pull you up i kind of see it as my standard like it's not something nice to have i don't see it as something nice to have i see it as my standard i need to have it otherwise i would die like it's my survival skill interesting you are an interesting person uh the next question from yeah. from being motivated being self motivated uh mm-hmm. what may, uh, this this is i don't know if this is a personal question but what made you who you are from the things that you've gone through now we're moving into where you are in the present day mm. i can't really think of one particular event or time that shaped me of who i am you know i think it's accumulation of things i mean there's a difference like i i I noticed that it's possible to create momentum and decisiveness in life which is essentially what I talk about also part of um in part of my book but I think that momentum or the core motivation of where that momentum comes from really comes from your character comes from your circumstances that is a result of accumulation of all these different things that happen to your life right so to me I can't really specify one destination that changed me for forever and I generally don't believe in that concept at all because my definition of success for example I don't see success as a destination to get to I see success as a theme of life I see success as a concept uh, of life that you want to live on or live for so you can never achieve success success is inspiration that's always exists in the future you don't look back whatever you already you already achieved in the past and you say i'm so excited i'm so driven by what already what i've already accomplished right like you're not excited by that anymore you're excited for the possibility that's going to happen in the future so with that concept i don't necessarily try to get to one point but another i see it as more like a accumulation of things and journey that's going to build my character to get you know to uh, keep having the inspiration to live for this is some powerful stuff i mean i i'm i'm feeling i'm feeling your vibes right now i'm 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 feeling that fire and that energy that you have um nice. <laughs> i'm smiling yeah yeah from uh from the last question we were talking about present right um mm-hmm. now let's uh since we spoke about high school and saying and now present the the next question is connected to if today was yesterday or in the past yeah what would you mm-hmm. keep and what would you let go of in that journey so from there to where you are what would you keep with you and what would you let go of like honestly once again I think this just comes natural to me it's part of my thinking process is that I just don't agree with the concept of dwelling on yesterday I just don't spend any zero time on thinking back 
like I'm always living for the future. I don't spend much time thinking about what's already happened in the past, whether it's、oh. success or failure. Because the thing is, even if it's successful event,、mm. like if you if you keep spending time around that, you become soft, and when the moment you become soft, you lose. You, like you become entitled, you become like granted for things you already have, and the moment you let that happen, you lose. Like you become too soft to take hit, like in the future, right? Like to, for tomorrow. So I I don't believe in spending time looking back. But and then I guess the other side of it is、uh, dwelling on your losses and failures, right? And、mm. the thing is. There's no alternative. Like you did what you did, and that's、mm. it. That's the reality. You cannot go back to your past and change it, right? Like it's just impossible to do that physically. So, why do you spend time dwelling and bitching on things that's already happened that you didn't do or you did do?、Mm. But I think I find it much more productive if you are able to gain the courage to just accept whatever it is right now and just. Go with that. Pick yourself up from that, and then go, go start from where you are today. You know. So I guess to your point,、uh, my answer to that is I just generally don't spend time thinking about like what would happen to me if I did this or if I didn't do that. Like I have no interest in spending time on that. But rather, I'm just fully present with where I am today, and I'm just really grateful. Uh, about everything I have, and if it means that if I'm gonna be, if I'm gonna have to, if I'm gonna be forced to lose whatever I have right now,、mm. I'm just gonna be able to be thankful for having whatever I had for how long ever I had, and just move forward. Interesting. I never thought of it like that. Sometimes the people that I've met over the years, they have that emotional connection. Hence the question. Is that there's always that attachment, and、um, somehow they use it as a burning fuel to to keep them, you know. But it's interesting、mm. how how you take your your take is very strong, is very powerful, and、um, yeah. and since you've mentioned a lot about the future,、uh, the next、mm-hmm. question now is、uh, pertaining to the future. This this question is、uh, this question is either either your perception of. The the coming future or your future for the for that matter and the the question is what are your thoughts for the future? My future, well, I defer the word future as in my inspiration. I think what I'm really interested in or what I'm really inspired by is the possibility comes with the future, the concept of future,、mm. like. You know, I mean, look how far we came as a humanity. Look how far we came as human species, and just by thinking about that, really makes me excited. Like, be really inspired by how capable we are, you know. And that's what I'm inspired by. And as it, like, as in the actual time frame of future, like time frame. I mean, the idea of future definitely excites me. But that's more of、uh, because it's attaching to the idea of possibility, and I don't necessarily know what's gonna happen. You know, like I don't try to predict what's gonna happen. And I think once again, predicting also suffocate. Like I guess 
predicting doesn't work in Advantis sometimes, I think. Like, because people have prediction and assumption or expectation uh, necessary, I think that sometimes works in disadvantage. So, once again, I'm fully present of where I am and I'm like fully, my signal is at the full, like, I guess my signal is always like standing at the full potential, right? So, I'm gonna try my best to catch what's popping right now at the present and then kind of like if i see opportunity i'm gonna explore it kind of position but i don't necessarily try to predict something in the future if that makes sense yeah, it makes sense since you've mentioned already uh, i don't think we're gonna get into that segment anymore which is uh, what inspires you you've already mentioned what inspires you is the future itself um mm-hmm. my uh, we're yeah, going to talk a little, yeah. yeah. The thing that we're going to talk about now is, um, is there any motivational quotes, uh, either from you, from from family members, or from uh, from from influencers that you live by every day when you wake up? There's this quote that you run through your head, and then you know something to start you off for the day, like a philosophy or a motivational quote that uh, leads you. Is there anything? Well, I mean, I follow many people, like, obviously, I, I follow, uh, I follow Tony Lovins, I follow Gary Vee, I follow, um, who else, Jay Shetty, I follow Tom Bailey, um, I like really many, many people, and I think the reason I do that is because, uh, like, connection, like, you, you listen to their voices, and then really challenges you, of your belief and then really like have friends on the side of you, you know? Like, I mean, I guess like you have this constant fear or the media and the world constantly telling you the negative stories that's happening around the world. It's very important that you intentionally search for the voice that tells you otherwise. Mm. And these people really, the voice of these people really helps me to um, hear that message, you know. So okay. yeah, is I do there, listen to many. Yeah, is there one particular? Uh, so person. Yeah, one particular uh, one. Shit, I mean, everybody's so great. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Well, I guess in terms of like life lesson mm. that I live by still a lot right mm. now at the macro I would say that Aristotle's the mm. Greek philosopher where he explained what happiness is which is ultimately the, the definition of happiness is happiness is um, virtue activities of the soul so meaning that only by overcoming your hardships and adversities in life, you are able to meet your true potential. So I'm going to try to visualize it is how, um, as how it means. So basically, you know, we are driven by two different motivators. One mm. is a reward, another one is a threat. Mm. And we tend to put those two things in the other side of the spectrums, right? 
Mm. But according to his definition, it's actually going to the same side. Leeward is the extension of what you would find by,、uh, I guess, facing, facing toward your fear, facing toward your threat. By overcoming your threat, you will meet your leeward. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. It does.、Um, before we get into our、uh, favorite segments, which is entrepreneurship, since you mentioned earlier that you're An entrepreneur. We're gonna have a short break and we'll be right back after this short break. If you w a n t to learn something new or useless about the world around you, why don't you try listening to the Banyu podcast Reflushed on Spotify, Anchor, or any podcast app that you use? All right, folks, welcome back. I'm here again with Natsune Oki, an amazing Japanese entrepreneur. And this time we're gonna talk about,、um, we're gonna talk about entrepreneurship. As mentioned、uh, in the background of、uh, Miss Natsune's、uh, bio, is that、uh, she's an entrepreneur and、um, she, she's done a lot of phenomenal things helping the Japanese economy in, in her own way. So,、uh, the first question in entrepreneurship is that when, when you're getting into entrepreneurship, what is that,、mm. psychological, um, that psychological element that.、Uh, Hits you first before deciding, okay, I want to be an entrepreneur. I would say psychological element that hits you first. Yeah. I mean, a constant battle with your self doubts. Yeah. Like, I, I always explain this like this、um, it's never about managing your time or managing your tasks, it's always about managing your mind because every morning, You will wake up with stress and anxiety. You could, I mean, there's a lot of、uh, motivation or triggers for you as a business owner and worries for you as a business owner that you can face every morning. So, when, you when you're faced with that, it's really not about managing your time and tasks, but it's also about, well, Mostly about managing your mind. Like, how can、um, how can you create the narratives and story around your anxiety or around your、um, gravity that could turn this into something productive? So, I,、uh, I always say this to people is that, you know, don't try to manage your time or tasks, but rather, Try to manage your mind and be very resourceful about any problems you face around having a business.、Uh, because, in the end, I think that's what it comes down to is if you really want it, like you're so aware of who you are, what, you're, what your strength is, what you want,、um, then it kind of, at the macro, right? Like at the macro, it kind of becomes the pure game of. The game of self domination, the game of managing your mind. Interesting.、Uh, and uh, working with, with a lot of people, you mentioned also earlier that you've worked a lot with a lot of people in,、uh, in America. You've worked with a couple of ent- entrepreneurs as well.、Uh, was it a little bit intimidating wa-、uh, with, with the perception 
when you were working with them were they they were 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 they through culturally sensitive when when they were working with you and yeah, was that so this yeah, is a very interesting question for me because this is part of the reason why I named my book as the game of self-domination because domination is a very strong word, right? But I intentionally wanted to use this word because I think in America, I think I kind of let people walk all over me because you know I was such a nice, soft Japanese young woman, like like you know i came across very respectful and soft and female right so there's a lot of i guess social uh profile at surface level that i guess white male dominated society um or environment would label me as someone you are okay to walk over uh, on if that makes sense. Mm. So I felt like I kind of let people to define my value. I kind of let people to define even what I want because I didn't raise my voice a mm. lot about like to basically claim who I am, what I worth and everything like that. Like I think it was um, part of me knew that, I mean, I'm, I'm a pretty dominant person in general. Uh, in life especially because I like to be creative and for you to be creative you kind of have to be hard and not soft and be mm. dominant right so I'm I already had that potential but you know I wasn't living my virtue I wasn't living living uh, by my virtue I wasn't mm. testing my virtue so it just really didn't feel right for me you know so that that is why like to some degree i definitely notice how important it is to show up as basically dominant figure uh to some level to people around you also to kind of show them that you are the boss so there's that element of you know like show show them show yourself that you are the leader like don't let people to oppress you you know so mm that's the kind of impression that i wanted to create with the word the game of self-domination and wow that's at least there there is uh there is you have to be a lot more powerful in term even even when the the biggest odds are saying it's 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 like surfing on the biggest waves i i don't know if you agree with me most mostly especially when you're traveling into another world and another realm because this is also my uh in my experience also when i went to india it was like mm -hmm. i i tran i i tra time traveled into another dimension where the culture was much more different than saying so that that cultural mm -hmm. play is really an interesting thing and um, yeah, adjusting mm -hmm. i think adjusting was the toughest part i guess i, I don't know if you agree with me yeah, well, I just think part actually came very natural to me. Um, but yeah, at some point it did get hard because I think what was hard for me was that I didn't have any friends or connection or I didn't know anyone. But then I had to face this transition that I was changing my life at that time, right? Like I had to build something out of nothing. So that was very hard that I didn't have any like emotional connection. Uh, emotionally connected person around me who was supporting me. Oh. 
it is really truly all about the mind <laughs> that's that's been the yeah. whole that's the if if you were to summarize everything that you've said it's really the umbrella of the umbrellas that it's all about the mind and how you really dominate the mind yeah definitely and um with that uh, conversation um if people want to connect with you via social media how do they connect mm-hmm. with you via social media yeah so foreign connect is more of a b2b services but if anyone <laughs> i guess want to expand business in japan you can search me under foreignconnect.org uh, life up education tv you can search me uh, my website is lifeupeducationtv.com i'm also on tiktok facebook uh, youtube instagram twitter linkedin pretty much all every social platforms and you can find me on the life of education tv awesome awesome and um with that i think we've we've learned a lot i mean it's um it's been an educational conversation natsune i i gotta say Uh, wow! Perfect. Thank you yeah. so much. You you are a powerful influencer, and somewhere deep down inside, um, uh, I'm sure you're going to go change the world because you you are a futurist, and um, I'm looking forward to see what uh, change you can you can create in Japan. And mm-hmm. I'm I'm a fan. I am. Oh, I'm thank gonna, you. <laughs> I am a fan, and I'm raising up my hand and saying I'm a fan. Uh, I. <laughs> I can't wait to see what other stuff you're going to share to the world and I do believe that you are changing the world in your own small way. Mm. Thank uh, you with, very much. <laughs> I really appreciate it. With that in mind, uh, thank you again for for coming to my show. Uh, thank you so much for educating my listeners. And I'm looking forward to collaborating with you as well soon. And uh, mm-hmm. thank you, thank you so much for coming to the show. It's a huge honor. I know you're a very, very busy lady, and um, and thank you again. Very, very huge thank yeah. you. Thank uh, you very much. I'm very grateful. Thank you so much. Yeah. And uh, for my listeners, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I will see you in the next episode.